0: Nothing else. We welcome you to The Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. I've been dealing with the honor code. And um, I promised when we started, I wasn't going to rush it. I also promised you on that very first Tuesday that if you did business with it, you'll see results. Do you remember? But as people come around, they are growing and getting into stuff and doing business with it. Because what Christ died for is that our practical lives are changed totally to be a pure reflection of who he is. That's what he died for. Our practical lives, in other words, our everyday human living, are a direct reflection of who Christ is. That's what the gospel is about. That's what the gospel is about. Where you respond as Jesus would. And so every time we teach, as a New Testament church... We're focusing on stuff that is practical, stuff that you can take and do business with. So let's go on with the honor code. This will be part six. Or seven, six. So unpacking the honor code part six, part six of whatever, when we finish, we finish, right? We're not in a hurry. Because every single message, every single message in this series is instantly applicable. Instantly. Every single message. It's instantly applicable. We started with what the code was. And then we explored what honor was. We talked about why God needed honor. Why do we need to honor him? And I remember saying that, and that's not here in my notes. I said because he deserves it, because he demands it, and because he desires it. You know. And then we talked about why the honor code is important, and then we said it was an, a communicable attribute of God. And then we went on to explore the difference between the communicable attributes of God and the non-communicable attributes of God. We then went on to say that the Honor Code is important because it establishes and showcases worth and value, right? And then it sets a precedence for others to understand your value system, you know. It also attracts after its kind and it encapsulates our recognition and expression of Christ's finished work. If we understand or appreciate what Christ did in our lives, then this, the honor code, is one of the best ways to practically unpack that in our lives. So we cannot say the finished walk, the finished walk, the cross, the cross, the cross, Christ on display, Christ on display, and it is not mirroring in our lives. Make sense? So if we are, and it's two ways, it's Christ on display as in revealed for all to see who he is, and like I said on Facebook in my recent profile photo, Christ on display, look at us. Do you understand? Look at us. It's like what Emma said of, of about John, chapter 13, about the guy that le- leaned on the bosom of Jesus. You have a problem with it, take it up with Christ. Because Jesus himself leans on the bosom of the Father. So so John leaning on the bosom of Jesus, and anybody could be that person, was a direct reflection of Jesus' love from the Father, Jesus on at the bosom of the Father. And that, that is not to mean it literally... But it, it, it paints the picture of a mammal, like a pig or so, a female pig that has 20, 24 tits. Have you seen, like, or a dog? Yeah, a female dog that gives birth and has multiple tits. So the concept of El Shaddai is that God has a tit for everybody at the same time. That was free of charge. T E A T. Hence El Shaddai, multi breasted one. Does that make sense? So God doesn't have to deprive this child to look after this child. Uh, you don't have to wait your turn to suck from your father's breast. That's what El Shaddai means. That just helps somebody. We all have access. Instantaneous, simultaneous access. It's a multiple-breasted one. So Jesus is there leaning on his bosom us. And, and John the disciple whom Jesus loved, is leaning on Jesus' bosom. Nobody captured Matthew didn't write about God's love. Mark didn't write about God's love. Luke didn't write about God's love. He took the guy who was in the bosom to understand the love of Jesus. Think about it. Nobody writes all the four Gospels. Everything Matthew writes, Mark writes and Luke writes. The only guy that had had exclusive accounts was John. John wrote what Matthew, Mark and Luke didn't write. But they were there. They didn't see it. It wasn't their reality. So he writes John's gospel from a love point of view. He writes 1 John, Second John, Third John from a love point of view. Because he was the one that got the reality of God's love. He honored the kelpos of Christ. Paid attention to the proximity he had. Took advantage of it. So he wrote from a vantage point that nobody else had. Nobody else had. He had exclusive accounts of the Messiah. So very, very key. If if we understand the finished work, it outplays in our lives, practically. Christianity is not speaking in tongues. It's not. not speaking in tongues. I mean, Paul says, I thank my God, 1 Corinthians 14, that I speak in tongues more than you all. So, Paul was a serious speaking in tongues machine. For one person to say he wrote, he spoke in tongues more than the whole church. One person, he spoke in tongues. But if you understand, where Paul is coming from, and I can't wait for us to go into topical studies, I've been saying it, where we take a book and just comb through it, verse by verse, verse by verse. It's like I can take 12 weeks to do Hebrews 1.1. Because in first, before Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 that I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all, in 1 Corinthians 13, he had explained that though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, Are you following? Yet, if I have not love, I'm just a noisemaker. So when it comes in 14 and says, I speak in tongues more than you all, you can understand the the context which he was speaking. So it wasn't about speaking in tongues. Are you following me? It wasn't. Because in chapter 12, he mentioned what the the, the gifts were and tongues were there. And in 13, he says, even though we have all those tongues, if we don't practice Love, we are are nothing. We're nothing. Christianity is not speaking in tongues. It's not going to church and attending rehearsal. It's not even evangelism. And that's why I'm taking time with you guys. Because when we get this thing right, we become a discipling machine. Anybody walking through that door meets a Christian bunch that is grounded. We can confidently save them, bring them in, and you will raise them right not me I raise you right, you raise them right and then I can sleep tight (laughs) and know that I'm not worrying myself but when we raise disciples we know by the measure that every joint supplies parts of the body fitly joined together because it's out of disciples that he will get a wife. And so if we say we are seeing Jesus and looking onto Jesus and seeing the cross and and respecting, and it does not, does not outplay expressly in our lives, we haven't started. We haven't started. And this is heavy on my heart like, like mad. Heavy on my heart like crazy. That we are a bunch of people that regardless of, of race, color, creed, ethnicity, you know, differences, affiliations can just be advocates and apologetics for the gospel. And so we're going to do this thing. We're going to honor him the way he honored us. Went on to say, therefore, Christ is our example. He's our honor code demystified. He honored the Father. The Father honored him. He advocated honor for himself and the Father. He honored his disciples in life in service, in giving, in death. Can we minimize the movement, please? It can be very distracting. His disciples honored him in life, in service, in giving, and in death. And then we began to explore the expressions of the honor code. And we talked about honoring God with our heart, with our bodies, with our worship, with our devotion, with our service, with our time, and with our substance. And every time we got to substance, we took our time to stay there because you really cannot say honor without talking substance, right? Right? That's talking giving right right dicey subject but that's the truth you cannot say you honor without giving you cannot say you honor without parting with substance that belongs to you it's 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 a law of life it's a law of nature the the wise men and they were not three amen they just brought three kinds of gifts and those three kinds of gifts were all prophetic in nature we'll not explore that today there were not three wise men. We three kings of Orient are... Is it a lie? Yeah? Yeah. Well, when, when, they came, they, when they came to Herod, they said, we have come to find him who is born king of the Jews. We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. And when they found him, they opened their treasures, and they gave him gifts of three kinds. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's, it's it's part of the honor code, it's part of worship. Worship every time there was worship, there was given up substance because it was an establishment of the value system of the worshipper. Yeah. Do you understand? Do you understand? Yeah. David got victory in First Samuel uh, 24, and, and he got this place and in 1 Samuel 24. And the guy was around and he knew that it was David. And he said, No, you take 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 the place, take the treasure floor, do, do, give your offering to our God. And David was like, God forbid. I will not give to the Lord in 24 of 24. What will not cost me something? So part of the honor code, part of respecting Jesus, part of being Christ-like is understanding that my substance honors him. It's being conscious about what you give to him. Not just yourself, but what accompanies yourself with him. Honoring the saints, we explored that extensively, right? Romans 12, we went through from verse 9 to 21. We looked at Ephesians five twenty-one, um, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. We talked about honoring the saints in love, in humility, in service, in benevolence, in giving, and of course in husbands honoring their wives. And First Peter makes that clear, that we should treat them with honor as joint heirs of the grace of God. So every time a man maltreats a woman, he's just maltreated the grace of God. Treat them with honor as joint heirs to the grace of God, 1 Peter 3, right? So the honor that a man gives to his wife is informed by the fact that he and her share the same grace of God in Christ. Does that make sense? So he treats her as though, we talked about this as well, she were the weaker vessel, so not because she is, but he treats her as though she were. Because he respects the premium of the grace of God upon her life. So any man that will maltreat a woman or make her feel less of herself than she is, is not operating in the order of Christ. He's just disrespected or disregarded the grace of God. Does that make sense? It's honor. And that's very, very important. So today we'll we'll touch on, briefly, honoring the church. And this is not, by any shape or form, a teaching on the church. That's, that's for DSTP. Yeah? When we start DSTP, our Discipleship and Stewardship Training Program, then I will teach on the doctrine of the church. Uh, I'll teach DSTP doctrine. So we understand what the church is. So this, the honoring the church is, is by no means an exhaustive teaching on the church. It's just for us to understand where the church falls in the honor code scheme of things. Right? Do you understand? The church, as I've explained to you many times, ecclesia, ek, and usia, to call an out of. So, so the, the combination is ecclesia, it means called out once, but then it also means more compoundly a legislative body or a controlling body or a body that has a controlling stake in a matter. All right? So God institutes the church in the death and resurrection of Christ as not just a called-out people, called out of darkness, right, into his marvelous light, 1 Peter 2, 9, called, translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love, Colossians 1, but also, and born with, not of a corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, First Peter, but also to be his legislative body in the earth. Make sense? Make sense? The church is God's senate on earth. So the church determines, or at least should determine, What happens on earth? Now, if you look at that as the reality of God's word and then realize how far we are from it, you realize why we need to raise a kingdom-cultured people. That's our reality. That's our reality. We legislate earth affairs. We are commissioners. Of heaven, on earth, that's the place of the church. Now look at this scripture first. Timothy 3:15. First, Timothy: 3:15. First, Timothy. Is this helping anybody? Is this helping anybody? Yes, remember when we started and I used to tell you guys what in life. I used to tell you guys don't run away from meaty teaching. How I many if you remember. We said what in life early. And we're dropping the thing. I said you don't run away. You have to develop the tough skin. Remember? Yes. To collect the word. Let it hit you. Take it in. Develop capacity. Remember? It stretches you. We're not raising baby Christians. I know sometimes it gets intense. And you see the many different faces of power. In it. Operating diverse gifts. First Timothy 3:15. Paul is speaking to Timothy against the backdrop, backdrop of how we, the church should operate themselves. Let's go from 14. And I talked about bishops and deacons and all of that. And in 14 of 1 of Timothy 3, he says, These things are right to you though I hope to come to you shortly. 15. But if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourselves in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. Isn't that a very profound statement? Heavy responsibility for the church. The house of God. The church of the living God. The pillar and ground of truth. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 2. Let's go from verse 1. 1 Corinthians 1 1 Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and sustenance our brother to the church of God, which uh, is at Corinth, to those who are, what? Sanctified or called in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Who are saints? I. Those who are sanctified. In Christ Jesus, called to be saints. With all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. The church of God, which is Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Ephesians 3 10. This one is very sweet very sweet 3:10 but from verse 8 for context to me who am less than the least of all the saints this grace was given paul says that i should preach among the gentiles the unsuchable riches of christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages had been hidden in god who created all things through jesus christ now into verse 10 to so the intent that is for the purpose of right are we together To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by who? Are you guys reading that scripture? Made known by who? To who? According to the eternal purpose which accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. That through the church might the manifold wisdom of God, be made known. So does that explain First Corinthians 3? That says the church is the pillar and ground of truth. The church is not the source of truth. The church is the custodian and disseminator of truth. The church is not the source of truth. Because he is the way, He is the truth. He is the life. Sanctify them by thy truth. John 17, 17. Thy word is truth. All right. He is the truth. I put on Facebook that truth is no longer hidden, he is revealed. Because truth is not an it, truth is a he. And his name is Christ. So, church is the pillar and ground of Christ. Christ is as revealed, he's as displayed, he's as showcased, he's as expressed by the church, called to make known to principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God in Christ. Does that make sense? Does that deserve honor or not? So the institution of church is to display Christ in the earth. Not just to humans, but to spiritual authority, principalities, powers. So if witches and wizards want to know what power is like, you should look at the church. Not, not church running away from principalities about. I can't sleep. They are pressing me. I'm eating in my dream. Sleep again. Drink water, drink juice, drink wine, ask for cake. Co- ask for chicken, collect donuts, ask for ice cream with four different toppings. Uh. Then you can wake up. If, I mean it's so be so full in your dream that I don't have to feed you in real life. Do you understand? Because I'm like, how are you? But I'm full. I ate in my dream. If you're eating your dream here, come out. And then we start to. <laughs> We start to interpret things that Scripture is silent about, quasi-Christian methods, and then people—you have people who have, who have what you call it, uh, um, masters' degrees in interpreting dreams. Oh yes, the script pastors who tell you a dove means this, white in a dream means that, red. How many of you have encountered that? Red in a dream means. Oh yes, it's a whole thing of terminology. It's all laid out. Yeah, if you saw physis, if you saw poo in a dream, it means this. Yeah. If you saw pee in a dream, it means this. If you're doing this in a dream, it means that. You're doing, and then we have just written our own scripture on dreams. But the purpose of the church is to make known the manifold wisdom of God in Christ. Did you see it in your Bible? Ephesians three? not to drag power with the world, but to show the world what power looks like. And so he says the church, the house of the living God, us, because we are the house is has uh, been built, us as lively stones, building one house, I said it on Sunday. Yeah? So when God addresses us, he addresses us as singular. Please don't forget that. God addresses all of us as singular. So don't let the... When Paul writes writes to the church in Corinth, like we see in 1 Corinthians 1 just now, um, he's writing to a portion of the church located in Corinth. Does that make sense? So right now, this church is not the only church in the city. This this is a portion of the church in the city located here. Do you understand? But all of us make one church. All of us make one house. Who believe the same thing, by the way? Yeah, who believe the one gospel? So we cannot be said to be church with those that do not believe Christ is the Son of God. It's not universal in that sense. Do you understand? We cannot be said to believe. The church is the pillar and ground of truth. The church is the playing field for engaging with truth. Truth as who? Christ. So when we honor the institution of the church, we honor the workings of Christ in the earth. Does that make sense? So when you disregard church, you disregard the workings of Christ in the earth because the church is the legal body for legislating heavenly affairs on earth. Does that make sense? Church, not one person. Not my personal work with God. Is anybody getting this? Not God told me personally. So me, I I am not. By my one self, I am the church. That's not true. Now, a lot of people have walked into heresy. They understand scripture, but they have come to the conclusion that they can do without being a part of the body. You can do it. But God is dealing on earth through the church. Did you hear me? Is it in your Bible? He chose and planted the church that the church might be the ones that make known the manifold wisdom of God to all the powers that be. In other words, all the powers that be should defer or submit, or be subject to the church on earth. Make sense? Therefore, there's no force as powerful as the church. If the church is instructing principalities and powers, then it is stronger. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So when we honor the church, we honor the institution of Christ on earth. We honor the fact that we are custodians of truth. So we don't treat the church with levity because the church is the disseminator of God's manifold wisdom. That's why whatever local church you decide to be part of is crucial to your life and destiny. I said I'm not going to teach on church. Whatever local church you decide to be part of, you cannot travel too much farther than the local church you identify with. I would teach it. <laughs> you can't. And you cannot successfully be a believer without fellowshipping with the local church. Because if you look at the New Testament church in Acts, they grew with the church, they grew the church, and church grew with them. That was the way it worked. Do not add that to the church daily such as were have been saved. And great fear, fear came upon them because of the church. People in the city were afraid of the force. That is the church. So in today's day and age, people should be afraid of what position the church will take on something. That's when we become a kingdom culture people. And we are so far from that right now. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody should be watching with bated breath. What the stand of the church is? What has the church said about this? So she speaks, she speaks with one voice and she's a force that cannot be dealt with. Because the church is the ground and pillar of truth. Now if you put that principle to work in your own life, then it means that the local church you submit to determines to a large extent how much truth you are grounded in and operate by. Do you understand? The saying goes, you are what you eat. It is the truth. It's the truth. So we are not the church. Not the church as in the building. Not the church as in the denomination. But the church as in the institution. The organ. The organism. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? the church. Don't confuse them. It's not, I love my church. I honor my church. I celebrate my church. No, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about understanding the place of the church as regards your personal life and development in the earth. The last thing you want to do as a believer is to be trapped in a local church you know you're not feeding well from. You're truncating how much truth you're walking in. Don't make that kind of silly emotional mistake. don't do it. you're not feeding somewhere. Stop going Stop. You're not going to answer to God for how many rehearsals you coordinated in the church? How many people were looking up to you? You didn't die for anybody. How many people will be offended that 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 you left look Saves his life will lose it. He that loses for my sake will find it. So Jesus says, if you can take charge of where you eat. If you can, honor the institution of the church. I said yesterday at more sessions about honoring with time. Right? We call a meeting for 5:30, you come in at six or 6.30, or 6.40. You don't honor the church. Because if you honor the church, you you realize that is where you eat from. And if the food has already begun to be served, and you came and you missed the first two courses, are you following? Are you following? Honor the church. The cross did not pay for indiscipline. The cross took care of indiscipline. Don't don't get it twisted. The grace of God, I've said over and over, is not license for nonsense. It's not. It took care of indiscipline. In other words, it it nailed it to the cross so you don't have to operate thereby. Does that make sense? You don't have to operate in indiscipline because it's been dealt with. Just like we don't perpetrate sin because it's been dealt with. You honor the institution of the church because it is the avenue by which the manifold wisdom of God is. So, in other words, when you honor the church, you position yourself to be part of the people that are teaching the devil and his agents how to, how to behave. Yes. Do you understand? That's the purpose of the church. Now, that's not a trivial matter, is it? So, every time we gather, we gather to legislate what can affect the heavenlies. Oh, my Lord. where Am I in modern life? We gather to instruct these guys. That this person, that person, this business, that health, this thing, you cannot go there. Because they are so dumb they don't know. That's why they keep trying. So we gather as a church and we instruct them the manifold wisdom. Manifold, that's how uh, uh, NLT means multifaceted. The diverse wisdoms of God. And I can be safe to exegete that if it says manifold wisdom of God, and God is the one that gives us wisdom or power to make wealth, it means the church should be able to handle and teach wisdom for wealth. Wisdom for health. It's multifaceted. Wisdom for business. Right? Wisdom for real estate. Wisdom for taking dominion over. Wisdom for the marketplace. Wisdom for academic prowess. Manifold! wisdom of God, disseminated by the church. Don't mess with the church. It doesn't look like it, but we're the strongest force on the earth. And the time is coming. Time is coming. And we're starting it here like this. We're starting it here. Where we will get to a point as a church, we will leave our doors open and dare an Amroba to come and see so you went quiet. <laughs> they will know. They will sit down and have a conference among themselves. And they will determine that you we cannot go there. I, I, I mean, I think of things. I'm, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission in a few years. Why are we a church and we need a 20,000 naira a month, uniformed and unarmed security man to guard our premises. I'm on a mission. I'm not playing. It does not look like it, but we're going to get there. So we can sleep better at night knowing that we, we, we put somebody with black boots and purple, purple shirts with only his belt as his weapon. Does anybody think about it? So I can sleep well at night knowing that because I put somebody there to do night shift. Who will sleep as long as as soon as the sun sets? And that's the assurance you have that your premises is secure. How dumb can we get? I think about it. Are we going to start off with a security man? Yes. But where we're going is where all of you, because the church is not one person. I can't do it by myself. Do you understand? But if all of us come together and legislate that this premises is secure, nobody will dare come in there. Do you understand? If all of us are of the same mind, that's it. We Leave the door open. All it takes is one acorn isn't it? Remember the story? Yeah. Jericho? One Achan is all it takes. Ah! you <laughs> This church started trying to prove. Yeah, I'm just going, you know, it's my sister that took me there. And they said, that they're going to leave the church open. Well, my, my money is not inside, though. All the offering I've given is not more than $2,000. Or so, oh, <laughs> the TV the equipment, you know, what's my own inside? That's all it takes. I Maybe mean, they just took me there. Oh. Just took me there. All it takes is one person who is not of the same mind as all of us. The same mind means, do you know what it means? It means the same mind. A mind that is the same. That's what it means. That's all it takes. Same mind. Because we honor the institution that is the church. You no longer start to do things because they told you that if you don't tell your pastor before you travel, you will have an accident and die. But because you honor the institution that is the church that you have subscribed to. Does that make sense? Not because we, you need us to bless you. Unfortunately, I have no blessing for you. For a pastor come and release a blessing over us. From which whom? From my own blessing. <laughs> keep your own. I keep my own. I'm going to bless you. With which blessing now? Let me bless you with the blessing that Jesus already blessed you. How does that sound in your mouth? As, as, as I just said it. So even me, I'm walking away from, it's, it's progressive. But you honor the church. You honor the institution that is the church. You honor the opinion of the church. Are you following me? Yeah, you do. Because if we are all of the same mind that you can live in the middle of Oroch, then you can live there nobody will do any harm. Do you understand? It's it's the same mind. Because what is the pillar and ground of truth? The church. So we honor the church. We don't mess with the church. It's a force that nature cannot comprehend. We are schooling principalities and powers. What's happening in the earth? We are. We are, as church. Not one person, as church. I told you yesterday or two days ago that every time Paul wrote, he wrote to them, us, church. We cast down, not I, we cast down. Every high thing, and every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself over the knowledge of Christ, cross and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We, as a church, we are the legislative body on earth. Please don't forget that. There might be limits to what you can do as an individual, but there's no limit to what the church can do. And that's what that's what Christians don't understand. And we're playing church. You think we're here to play to kid around, speaking in tongues rather than rather that's not what being a church is about. We are a legislative body. Am I provoking anybody? And it starts with us. It starts with us controlling our street as a church where we're located. Telling us, you can't put trash on the road on this street. we are on this street, you have to use this, these trash bags or trash cans we are provided. And then let us drag power and see we are called to school you on the manifold wisdom of God. Now if you can't grasp it, you will not get into it. It will never be a reality. Are you following me? And let's, let's, let's put power to the test. Bring your marabouts and your calabar your witchcraft and let us bring the manifold wisdom of God. You will leave you and your house. You will leave the street. We have to exercise that authority. Don't let anybody make you settle for less. Because what I believe is more real than what I see. We're not going to change. But that is the age we have come into. We have come into the takeover age. We have. We have. It's no longer a faith thing for the future. It's happening in this generation. Truth is on the rise. You can't hold it down anymore. You can't. It's on the loose. It's on the loose. People are questioning stuff. Systems are giving way. And systems are taking its place. Honor the church. The institution of the church. Honor your place in the church. When you realize what is riding on the institution of the church, you will give yourself to preserve it. We have to put a premium on the institution of the church. Put a premium. Honor it. It's the honor code. Don't mess with it. Do you know what it means for all of us to know what you're about and stand with you? Nobody can mess with you because as a church, we are all behind you. Let's see what sickness can survive. Bring you, on, bring you in on a stretcher and all of us have to pray in the Spirit. Let's see what demon can stand that force. Do you know how much energy is released in the heavenlies when we as one mind pray in the Spirit? Not saying, that, but saying, we should pray now. How long will this prayer last now? Anytime it's not Tuesday, we not start praying. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. Because you have not put honor on that institution. Does this make sense? Yes, but the moment we all come together and put a premium on it, your building you're struggling to pay for is part of this. You have not put a premium on the institution of the church. You will go hungry. You will you, you, you close your account. Not for us telling you, five people here, the Lord told me, that if you close your accounts to honor him, he will close the heavens to honor you. Everybody will come and pull stuff together. Let's get this thing done. Because when we get this thing done, I was, I was telling the guys, there's a building opposite our building that I want. We get that building, people that have hostel accommodation issues, sorted. Some of you that have businesses that are waiting for, for premises, sorted. And before you know what happened, the street will answer to us. Yes. Because we become the biggest landlords on the street. It's easy. How much is it? 3.5 million. Two, two duplexes, plus land inside, plus an outbuilding. How many blocks are on that street? Like 10, 12? It's a short street, isn't it? We're in church here. We're playing over nonsense. But God has called us to legislate the will of God. We are heaven, touching earth. That's our place. Until we get there, don't settle for less. You're in a relationship. Bring it out. Let's know. Let's stand with you. They told Elisha, do you know your master will be taken away from you today? Second to Kings 1. He said, I know. Hold your peace. He had confidence from knowledge. Are you following me? had what? Confidence from knowledge. I know. Hold your peace. You're dealing with something? Let's know. Let's stand with you. We're doing something as a church. Let's pull our hands together and get it done and get it done now. There's no time. There's no time. And the church is the ground and pillar of truth. We're sleeping. Sleeping. And this is the father's heart. This is the father's heart. They brought stuff and laid at the apostles' feet. Not because the apostles were good guys. But because they honored the institution of the church. Does that make sense? Not because they trusted the apostles with their money. Hello? Not because the apostles had proven to be good stewards of money. But because they honored the institution of the church. And so the Lord added to the church daily. And great fear fell on the people. Imagine people being afraid. Because when that church speaks, things happen. Not when that prophet speaks. That's the church God is raising. What all this nonsense we're doing. And it starts with you and I. Honoring the institution of the church. Seeing where you are are in the grand plan, in the scheme of things. What part am I playing? What stake do I have? What stake do I have? The church is the pillar and ground of truth. So you see this honor code thing is very deep. It's a defining factor in our work with God. A defining factor in understanding the cross and the finished work of Christ. We take control. We control systems. We are a legislature. We're not normal people. It's about stretching ourselves, getting something done. It's not by online, it's not by VG making noise. It's in the authority we carry. Do you understand? Exousia, authority, dunamis, raw power, dunamis. And we legislate. We honor the... This is what the blood paid for. Is anybody getting this? Paid to institute the church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell. Cannot prevail. Cannot prevail. So if if there's a prevailing of the gates of hell, there's something wrong with the church. Not with the Christ. It's perfect. But there's something wrong with the church. Allegiances have shifted. We have begun to dishonor the system. Bow your head and just reflect for a second. I teach this thing all day. I'm not done. We have to close. Reflect. What's your place in the local church? What's, what do you understand the honor code to be as regards the institution of the church? Make a decision. Make a decision. We are heaven touching earth. We are heaven changing earth. Just speak out something, whatever it is. Part of honor, the honor code includes honoring the church, honoring the institution of the church, determining that at my expense, the church of God will march on and the gates of hell cannot prevail. At my expense, this thing must work. Whatever it costs me, this thing must work. Whatever it costs me, we must advance the course of the church. We must take territory as the church. So we're raising a bunch of people that will be responsible for the advancement of the church. Is there anybody like that here? You're committed to advancing the course of the church. Even if God doesn't bless you, you realize you are are doing it because you have been blessed. You have been blessed. It's from the blessing. We don't give for the blessing. We give from the blessing. We trust God for provision from the blessing. When we come and then we worship, then worship carries weight in the heavenlies. Do you understand? Because we have the same mind. Do you understand? Same mind. When we come and we pray, prayer carries weight. Effectual forward prayer of the righteous man maketh tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. We come and all we need to do is just declare a word done. A church member has a farm and all of us go there, step a foot in and say, O earth, yield your increase. Oh my days. Do you guys understand what I'm t- trying to show you? We all we all go to your shop and we step in there and we say, oh shop, prosper. Because we are of the same mind. We honor the institution of the church. We stand at the, at the gates of our city, of our community, of our street and we declare that only the council of Yeshua will stand. And then we publish it Put it on Facebook or on our website. That no arm can come on this street. Let them come and try to enter. Call this whatever your name is. You can't come here. You'll be responsible for whatever madness hits you. Where the community begins to bring people straight from the fetish shrine, straight into the building, say please, we will pray for them. And Pav does not need to be called from his house. Because Samuel, William, Emma, and Jane are there. And we speak as a church for the church and the heavenlies understand because our place is to teach them the manifold wisdom of God not our pastor is not around yeah come another day our pastor is not around there's no officiating minister to attend to you, who are you? who is called to do ministry? all of us, we are the ones that we are the proponents of the institution that is the church Don't let the mess you have been doing all your life deceive you. Wait for pastor. Pastor now waiting is coming. Pastor is dreaming in the spirit. We are all carrying weight. We are at the church. Not one person. You must resolve that in your mind, no matter how small you think you are. They bring somebody in and we take charge. We all must be of the same mind. We all must respect the institution that is the church. We have put one person on a pedestal for too long pastor no when disciples could not cast out devils (laughs) Jesus had not died Mm. do you understand he hadn't died he hadn't given them all authority and power he hadn't spoiled principalities and powers we live in an age where all of them have been spoiled and all of us have authority all of us you don't need pastor pastor's anointing is greater than yours says which book which chapter which verse We take charge. We make a business work. That's the church God is raising. Church of power. Honor the church. Tell your neighbor, honor the church. Yeah. Tell the other person besides you, honor the church. So we continue this, I don't know when, Tuesday, (laughs) or whatever day, Friday. You guys let me know. Um, (laughs) I pray the Lord will help us as we release ourselves to him to make this word take root because this right here can change your life forever your understanding of Christianity your understanding of the faith will take a radically different turn thank you all for coming have a great night see you next meeting this concludes this message thank you for listening and we hope it has been a blessing to you for inquiries and further information please send us an email to info at thebasiliacommission.org or visit our social media platforms.